0: book twelve chapters eleven to twenty of the confessions by st augustine translated by e b pusey this librivox recording is in the public domain read by marianne book twelve chapter eleven already thou hast told me with a strong voice o lord in my inner ear that thou art eternal who only hast immortality since thou canst not be changed as to figure or motion nor is thy will altered by times seeing no will which varies is immortal. This is in thy sight clear to me, and let it be more and more cleared to me, I beseech thee, and in the manifestation thereof let me with sobriety abide under thy wings. Thou hast told me also with a strong voice, O Lord, in my inner ear, that thou hast made all natures and substances which are not what thyself is, and yet are, and that only is not from thee, which is not, and the motion of the will from thee who art unto that which in a less degree is because such motion is transgression and sin and that no man's sin doth either hurt thee or disturb the order of thy government first or last this is in thy sight clear to me and let it be more and more cleared to me i beseech thee and in the manifestation thereof let me with sobriety abide under thy wings thou hast told me also with a strong voice in my inner ear that neither is that creature coeternal unto thyself whose happiness thou only art and which with a most persevering purity drawing its nourishment from thee doth in no place and at no time put forth its natural mutability and thyself being ever present with it unto whom with its whole affection it keeps itself having neither future to expect nor conveying into the past what it remembereth is neither altered by any change nor distracted into any times o blessed creature if such there be for cleaving unto thy blessedness blessed in thee its eternal inhabitant and its enlightener nor do i find by what name i may the rather call the heaven of heavens which is the lord's than thine house which contemplateth thy delights without any defection of going forth to another one pure mind most harmoniously one by that settled estate of peace and holy spirits THE CITIZENS OF THY CITY IN HEAVENLY PLACES, FAR ABOVE THOSE HEAVENLY PLACES THAT WE SEE. BY THIS MAY THE SOUL, WHOSE PILGRIMAGE IS MADE LONG AND FAR AWAY, BY THIS MAY SHE UNDERSTAND, IF SHE NOW THIRSTETH FOR THEE, IF HER TEARS BE NOW BECOME HER BREAD, WHILE THEY DAILY SAY UNTO HER, WHERE IS THY GOD? IF SHE NOW SEEKS OF THEE ONE THING, AND DESIRETH IT, THAT SHE MAY DWELL IN THY HOUSE ALL THE DAYS OF HER LIFE. And what is her life but thou, and what thy days but thy eternity, as thy years which fail not, because thou art ever the same? By this, then, may the soul that is able understand how far thou art, above all times, eternal. Seeing thy house, which at no time went into a far country, although it be not co-eternal with thee, yet by continually and unfailingly cleaving unto thee suffers no changeableness of times this is in thy sight clear unto me and let it be more and more cleared unto me i beseech thee and in the manifestation thereof let me with sobriety abide under thy wings there is behold i know not what formlessness in these changes of these last and lowest creatures and who shall tell me unless such a one as through the emptiness of his own heart wanders and tosses himself up and down amid his own fancies Who but such a one would tell me, that if all figure be so wasted and consumed away, that there should only remain that formlessness, through which the thing was changed and turned from one figure to another, that that could exhibit the vicissitudes of times? For plainly it could not, because, without the variety of motions, there are no times, and no variety, where there is no figure. CHAPTER Twelve. THESE THINGS CONSIDERED as much as thou givest o my god as much as thou stirrest me up to knock and as much as thou openest to me knocking two things i find that thou hast made not within the compass of time neither of which is coeternal with thee one which is so formed that without any ceasing of contemplation without any interval of change though changeable yet not changed it may thoroughly enjoy thy eternity and unchangeableness THE OTHER WHICH WAS SO FORMLESS THAT IT HAD NOT THAT WHICH COULD BE CHANGED FROM ONE FORM INTO ANOTHER WHETHER OF MOTION OR OF REPOSE SO AS TO BECOME SUBJECT UNTO TIME BUT THIS THOU DIDST NOT LEAVE THUS FORMLESS BECAUSE BEFORE ALL DAYS THOU IN THE BEGINNING DIDST CREATE HEAVEN AND EARTH THE TWO THINGS THAT I SPAKE OF BUT THE EARTH WAS INVISIBLE AND WITHOUT FORM AND DARKNESS WAS UPON THE DEEP in which words is the formlessness conveyed unto us that such capacities may hereby be drawn on by degrees as are not able to conceive an utter privation of all form without yet coming to nothing out of which another heaven might be created together with a visible and well formed earth and the waters diversely ordered and whatsoever further is in the formation of the world recorded to have been not without days created and that as being of such nature that the successive changes of times may take place in them as being subject to appointed alterations of motions and of forms chapter thirteen this then is what i conceive o my god when i hear thy scripture saying in the beginning god made heaven and earth and the earth was invisible and without form and darkness was upon the deep and not mentioning what day thou createst them This is what I conceive, that because of the heaven of heavens, that intellectual heaven, whose intelligences know all at once, not in part, not darkly, not through a glass, but as a whole, in manifestation, face to face, not this thing now, and that thing anon, but, as I said, know all at once, without any succession of times, and because of the earth, invisible and without form, without any succession of times which succession presents this thing now that thing anon because where there is no form there is no distinction of things it is then on account of these two a primitive formed and a primitive formless the one heaven but the heaven of heavens the other earth but the earth invisible and without form because of these two do i conceive did thy scripture say without mentioning of days in the beginning god created heaven and earth for forthwith it subjoined what earth it spake of and also in that the firmament is recorded to be created the second day and called heaven it conveys to us of which heaven he before spake without mention of days chapter fourteen wondrous depth of thy words whose surface behold is before us inviting to little ones yet are they a wondrous depth o oh my god a wondrous depth it is awful to look therein an awfulness of honour and a trembling of love the enemies thereof i hate vehemently o oh, that thou wouldst slay them with thy two-edged sword that they might no longer be enemies unto it for so do i love to have them slain unto themselves that they may live unto thee but behold others not fault-finders but extolers of the book of genesis the spirit of god say they who by his servant moses wrote these things would not have these words thus understood he would not have it understood as thou sayest but otherwise as we say unto whom thyself o thou god of us all being judge do i thus answer chapter fifteen will you affirm that to be false which a strong voice truth tells me in my inner ear concerning the eternity of the creator that his substance is no ways changed by time, nor his will separate from his substance. Wherefore he willeth not one thing now, another anon, but once, and at once, and always, he willeth all things that he willeth, not again and again, nor now this, now that, nor willeth afterwards, what before he willed not, nor willeth not, what before he willed, because such a will is mutable, and no mutable thing is eternal." but our God is eternal. Again what he tells me in my inner ear, the expectation of things to come becomes sight when they are come, and this same sight becomes memory when they are past. Now all thought which thus varies is mutable, and no mutable is eternal, but our God is eternal. These things I infer, and put together, and find that my God, the eternal God, hath not upon any new will made any creature nor doth his knowledge admit of any thing transitory. What will ye say then, O ye gainsayers? Are these things false? No, they say. What then? Is it false, that every nature already formed, or matter capable of form, is not, but from him who is supremely good, because he is supremely? Neither do we deny this, say they. What then? Do you deny this, that there is a certain sublime creature, with so chaste a love cleaving unto the true and truly eternal God, that although not co-eternal with him, yet it is not detached from him, nor dissolved into the variety and vicissitudes of time, but reposeth in the most true contemplation of him only. Because thou, O God, unto him that loveth thee so much as thou commandest, dost show thyself, and sufficest him, and therefore doth he not decline from thee, nor toward himself. This is the house of God not of earthly mould nor of any celestial bulk corporal but spiritual and partaker of thy eternity because without defection for ever for thou hast made it fast for ever and ever thou hast given it a law which it shall not pass nor yet is it coeternal with thee o god because not without beginning for it was made for although we find no time before it for wisdom was created before all things not that wisdom which is, altogether equal and co-eternal unto thee, our God, his Father, and by whom all things were created, and in whom, as the beginning, thou createst heaven and earth, but that wisdom which is created, that is, the intellectual nature, by which contemplating the light is light. For this, though created, is also called wisdom. But what difference there is betwixt the light which enlighteneth And which is enlightened so much is there betwixt the wisdom that createth and that created as betwixt the righteousness which justifieth and the righteousness which is made by justification for we are also called thy righteousness for so saith a certain servant of thine that we might be made the righteousness of god in him therefore since a certain created wisdom was created before all things The rational and intellectual mind of that chaste city of thine our mother which is above and is free and eternal in the heavens of what heavens if not in those that praise thee the heaven of heavens but this is also the heaven of heavens for the lord though we find no time before it because that which hath been created before all things precedeth also the creation of time yet is the eternity of the creator himself before it for whom being created it took the beginning not indeed of time for time itself was not yet but of its creation hence it is so of thee our god as to be altogether other than thou and not the self same. because though we find time neither before it nor even in it it being meet ever to behold thy face nor is ever drawn away from it wherefore it is not varied by any change yet is there in it a liability to change whence it would wax dark and chill, but that by a strong affection cleaving unto thee, like perpetual noon, it shineth and gloweth from thee. O house, most lightsome and delightsome, I have loved thy beauty and the place of the habitation of the glory of my Lord, thy builder and possessor. Let my wayfaring sigh after thee, and I say to him that made thee, let him take possession of me also in thee, seeing he hath made me likewise i have gone astray like a lost sheep yet upon the shoulders of my shepherd thy builder hope i to be brought back to thee what say ye to me o ye gainsayers that i was speaking unto who yet believe moses to have been the holy servant of god and his books the oracles of the holy ghost is not this house of god not co-eternal indeed with god Yet after its measure eternal in the heavens, where you seek for changes of time in vain, because you will not find them? For that to which it is ever good to cleave fast to God surpasses all extension and all revolving periods of time. It is, say they. What then of all that which my heart loudly uttered unto my God when inwardly it heard the voice of his praise? What part thereof do you affirm to be false? Is it that the matter was without form? in which because there was no form there was no order but where no order was there could be no vicissitude of times and yet this almost nothing inasmuch as it was not altogether nothing was from him certainly from whom is whatsoever is in what degree soever it is this also say they do we not deny chapter sixteen with these would i now parley a little in thy presence o my god who grant all these things to be true which thy truth whisperest unto my soul for those who deny these things let them bark and deafen themselves as much as they please i will essay to persuade them to be quiet and to open in them a way for thy word but if they refuse and repel me i beseech o my god be not thou silent to me thou truly in my heart for only thou so speakest and i will let them alone blowing upon the dust without and raising it up into their own eyes and myself will enter my chamber, and sing there a song of loves unto thee, groaning with the groanings unutterable, in my wayfaring, and remembering Jerusalem, with heart lifted up towards it, Jerusalem my country, Jerusalem my mother, and thyself that rulest over it, the Enlightener, Father, Guardian, Husband, the pure and strong delight, and solid joy, and all good things unspeakable, yea all at once because the one sovereign and true good nor will i be turned away until thou gather all that i am from this dispersed and disordered estate into the peace of that our most dear mother where the first fruits of my spirit be already whence i am ascertained of these things and thou conform and confirm it for ever o my god my mercy but those who do not affirm all these truths to be false who honour thy holy scripture set forth by holy moses placing it as we on the summit of authority to be followed and yet do not contradict me in some thing i answer thus be thyself judge o our god between my confessions and these men's contradictions chapter seventeen for they say though these things be true Yet did not Moses intend these two, when, by revelation of the Spirit, he said, In the beginning God created heaven and earth. He did not under the name of heaven signify that spiritual or intellectual creature which always beholds the face of God, nor under the name of earth that formless matter. What then? That man of God, say they, meant as we say, this declared he by those words. What? By the name of heaven and earth would he first signify, say they, universally and compendiously all this visible world, so as afterwards, by the enumeration of the several days, to arrange in detail, and, as it were, piece by piece, all those things which it pleased the Holy Ghost thus to announce. For such were that rude and carnal people to which he spake, that he thought them fit to be entrusted with the knowledge of such works of God only as were visible." they agree however that under the words earth invisible and without form and that the darksome deep out of which it is subsequently shown that all these visible things which we all know were made and arranged during these days may not incongruously be understood of this formless first matter what now if another should say that this same formlessness and confusedness of matter was for this reason first conveyed under the name of heaven and earth because out of it was this visible world with all these natures which most manifestly appear in it which is oftentimes called by the name of heaven and earth created and perfected what again if another say that invisible and visible nature is not indeed inappropriately called heaven and earth and so that the universal creation which god made in his wisdom that is in the beginning was comprehended under those two words notwithstanding, since all things be made not of the substance of God, but out of nothing, because they are not the same that God is, and there is a mutable nature in them all, whether they abide, as doth the eternal house of God, or be changed, as the soul and body of man are, therefore the common matter of all things visible and invisible, as yet unformed, though capable of form, out of which was to be created both heaven and earth, i.e. the invisible and visible creatures when formed, was entitled by the same names given to the earth invisible and without form, and the darkness upon the deep, but with this distinction, that by the earth invisible and without form is understood corporeal matter, antecedent to its being qualified by any form, and by the darkness upon the deep, spiritual matter, before it underwent any restraint of its unlimited fluidness, or received any light from wisdom it yet remains for a man to say if he will that the already perfected and formed natures visible and invisible are not signified under the name heaven and earth when we read in the beginning god made heaven and earth but that the yet unformed commencement of things the stuff apt to receive form and making was called by these names because therein were confusedly contained not as yet distinguished by their qualities and forms all those things which being now digested into order are called heaven and earth, the one being the spiritual, the other corporal creation. Chapter 18. All which things being heard and well considered, I will not strive about words, for that is profitable to nothing but the subversion of the hearers. But the law is good to edify if a man use it lawfully, for that the end of it is charity out of a pure heart and good conscience and faith unfeigned and well did our master know upon which two commandments he hung all the law and the prophets and what doth it prejudice me o my god thou light of my eyes in secret zealously confessing these things since divers things may be understood under these words which yet are all true what i say doth it prejudice me if i think otherwise than another thinketh the writer thought all we readers verily strive to trace out and to understand his meaning whom we read and seeing we believe him to speak truly we dare not imagine him to have said anything which ourselves either know or think to be false while every man endeavours then to understand in the holy scriptures the same as the writer understood what hurt is it if a man understand what thou the light of all true speaking minds dost show him to be true although he whom he reads understood this not seeing he also understood a truth though not this truth chapter 19 for true it is o lord that thou madest heaven and earth and it is true too that the beginning is thy wisdom in which thou createst all and true again that this visible world hath for its greater parts the heavens and the earth which briefly comprise all made and created natures and true, too, that whatsoever is mutable gives us to understand a certain want of form, whereby it receiveth a form, or is changed or turned. It is true that that is subject to no times, which so cleaveth to the unchangeable form, as, though subject to change, never to be changed. It is true that that formlessness, which is almost nothing, cannot be subject to the alteration of times. It is true that whereof a thing is made, may by a certain mode of speech be called by the name of the thing made of it whence that formlessness whereof heaven and earth were made might be called heaven and earth it is true that of things having form there is not any nearer to having no form than the earth and the deep it is true that not only every created and formed being but whatsoever is capable of being created and formed thou madest of whom are all things it is true that whatsoever is formed out of that which had no form was unformed before it was formed. Chapter twenty out of these truths of which they doubt not whose inward eye thou hast enabled to see such things and who unshakenly believe thy servant Moses to have spoken in the spirit of truth of all these then he taketh one who saith, In the beginning God made the heaven and the earth, that is, in his word coeternal with himself god made the intelligible and the sensible or the spiritual and the corporal creature he another that saith in the beginning god made heaven and earth that is in his word coeternal with himself did god make the universal bulk of the corporal world together with all those apparent and known creatures which it containeth he another that saith in the beginning god made heaven and earth that is In his word co-eternal with himself did God make the formless matter of creatures spiritual and corporal. In another, that saith, In the beginning God created heaven and earth, that is, in his word co-eternal with himself did God create the formless matter of the creature corporal wherein heaven and earth lay as yet confused, which, being now distinguished and formed, we at this day see in the bulk of this world. He another, who saith, In the beginning God made heaven and earth, that is, in the very beginning of creating and working did God make that formless matter, confusedly containing in itself both heaven and earth, out of which, being formed, do they now stand out and are apparent with all that is in them. End of Book 12, Chapter 20